hello, all the boys and girls in podcast land. It's Thursday, January 19th. This is Chapo Trap House coming at you. Uh, I'd like to start off the show today uh, by wishing a belated happy birthday to producer Chris Wade. And to, uh, by way of a birthday present, um, say, you know, on air, hell on earth, what a podcast. What a picture. What a picture. You guys bring to vivid life the stakes of Europe, God, and human life at the dawn of the modern era. What a show. What an achievement, you guys. And for the listeners out there, if you're not getting... If you're not getting 30 wars pilled yet, then <laughs> do yourself a favor and check out Hell on Earth. What a, what a piece of work. You know, you guys, the problem with history podcasts is, you know, it's an amazing amount of research and often it gets a little uh, didactic, it gets a little too scripted. But you guys are coming out, you guys are coming out with some riffs talking about the Holy Roman Empire, uh, the diet of worms. No, thanks. I'll take a different diet, please. I'll, I'll stick to <laughs> beef and potatoes. I- I'm on Atkins personally. <laughs> I just want to say thank you guys for the great work you've done on this incredible history miniseries. I can't wait to see. I can't wait to find out who wins. <laughs> uh, thank the, you very the much. The real winner will be the listener. That's for sure. Yes. And thank you to everybody who's listened, who has uh, given us uh, such nice support and feedback for this. Uh, there's much more to go. Uh, I assure you that we will get to the defenestration factory in uh, just one more table setting <laughs> episode, and then the real war starts at episode four. So there's, there's, and then from there we've got tons more stuff to get into. Uh, so keep listening. New eps every Wednesday. I just listened to the one about um, the Holy Roman Empire, and I was telling you last night, Chris, I, I loved your joke about um, going to the Empire dealership and just like slapping the hood of the Holy Roman Empire and going, you'll never believe how many duchies you can get in here. All the Margraves, the Langravites, look, this thing has so many features, you're, you're not even going to be able to finish reading the manual, you know? Can I interest you in a Prince Bishopric <laughs> upgrade? <laughs> If only someone, if only could get someone could get a universal monarch or a self-driving empire. Come on, <laughs> it keeps falling apart. Uh, well, gentlemen, let's uh, let's begin today. Let's begin today because there's there's a lot to talk about with a guy I am currently nominating for 2023 Pimp of the Year. That's right, uh, Republican Congressman George Santos, aka <laughs> a- Anthony Devolder, aka Ar- Arturo uh, uh, Arturo Scarpiro, Nunyan um, Van or- Funk, <laughs> Elron Mexico. He he was like, give me all the Brazilian types of names. <laughs> uh, there's there's a lot. I mean, God, the George Santos story just continues to get better and better because it led to this headline: George Santos. I am not a drag queen and didn't let a dog die. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, can we let's yeah. take those one at a time? Uh, right, right. I, I want to. I don't like drag queen thing. I don't really give a shit about like the uh, drag queens were just like a normal like epic thing until like a year and a half ago. Like there were pictures of like Carrie Lake at drag queen things before during yeah. her pre anti woke period. Like it, there was a famous, a semi famous. Uh, uh, 2016 Trump figure called Lady Maga, who is a drag queen. Like, uh, that's neither here nor there. The dog killing story. Now, this is one that I am personally invested in, and um, uh, I'd like to get into that one first. Well, I, I got to go with uh, uh, Anthony Devolder, George Santos's comments on. I uh, so, like this is his tweet about the the dog allegations. He, he he tweeted yesterday. The reports that I would let a dog die is shocking and insane. 
My work in animal advocacy was the labor was the labor of love and hard work. Over the past 24 hours, I have received pictures of dogs I helped reduce throughout the years, along with supportive messages. These distractions won't stop me. That's I, I know he did. Didn't he say dog? But... Did, did, wait, did he say reduce? Yeah, he he wrote reduce. I think it was probably autocorrect from rescue, but that's a little bit of a. a, a... Yeah. algorithmic Freudian slip. I've, I've reduced plenty of dogs to ashes yeah. over the <laughs> Well, yeah. So, like, um, you know, this story, I um, I think it's, like, one of the more defensible things he's ever done. Because, like... Ripping off it's not Like, okay, first of all, he didn't really campaign on I will never let a dog die. You know, like if I'm in a situation <laughs> where I can help get a dog's tumor removed, I will not stand in the way of that. Um, that was never, that was never something he claimed. Uh, he's not going against his word there. Um, second of all, no one has abused the service dog program quite like veterans. Uh, <laughs> I've, I've made listeners have known uh, one of the worst things that has happened to me in my life was when I belonged to a gym in Brooklyn where this guy who was either a veteran or liked to look like one brought his shitty little service dog into the gym and played fetch with it while people were doing Olympic lifts, presumably trying to get it crushed to death so he could, like, um, I don't know, get the DOD to recompensate him for a more expensive type of dog. I don't know what. <laughs> maybe he wanted Maybe He, he wanted, wanted a Boston dog Dynamics also, dog. Yeah, he wanted a Boston Dynamics dog. Or he wanted the dog to be injured in combat as he was so the dog could scare his dog wife as he scares his <laughs> wife. The original reason that he needs the dog. Veterans have terrorized public spaces all over this country with their service mutts that are hardly trained, could not do the job of like a basic carrier or a more advanced dog like a Portuguese water dog. And um, Anthony DeVolder Santos, Superman Nino, uh, shirts, uh, Bloomingdale's, Macy's, uh, <laughs> Lord and Taylor, uh, Hemingway, um, Santos <laughs> Jr., Jr., Sr., the third. He, he rid the world of at least one. I'm not saying this dog deserved to die, but I think um, restaurant patrons and gym goers in the New York area felt a little bit of peace for just one moment. Thanks to he's already delivering for New York State. Yeah, thanks to uh, this dog's tumor that uh, preserved the, sa the, <laughs> the the safety of Olympic platforms all over Brooklyn and Queens. Uh, I mean, I guess the allegation was that um, he started a GoFundMe for a, a, a vet whose dog needed to have a tumor removed. And then he just disappeared with the GoFundMe funds, and the dog died. Yeah, yeah. And, he, and if you look, okay, so if you look at the t if you look at the texts between him and the guy, he's like basically implying that he he ran this fundraiser with one hundred percent overhead, like transportation, meals, and entertainment and promotion to get three thousand dollars cost him three thousand dollars. I mean, like all crime, all crimes are determined by scale and. He was just like doing Susan G. Komen on a personal scale, which is what makes it a crime, you know? Yeah, he's just yeah. Let, the, let the man cook. That's what I have yeah. to say. Uh, that should be his reelection campaign in, in two years when he has to run again after all this stuff's out. Let me cook. Yeah. Who, wouldn't, who doesn't want him in Congress, though? I know. Like I said, ridiculous. He's, 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 he's,
he's already delivering for the people on Long Island. I mean, like, they don't seem to care that he's, like, not a real person and basically every <laughs> yeah, yeah. is a fraud. I mean, like, come on, it's Long Island. Who gives a shit? But yeah, he could uh, be like he he could be like the only actual sovereign citizen in the world. <laughs> He's certainly sovereign from like the laws of Brazil and America. That's for sure. Yeah, um, well, we should protect him from Lula's uh, Gestapo trying to extradite him for um, you know giving out bad checks for calf implants and braces. The number one crime in Brazil. <laughs> There's there's just a number of like really amazing George Santos, Anthony DeVolder, Shapiro Jr. Uh, uh, things that have just come out in a couple days. And I'm wondering if you guys saw uh, the, the video that someone found. And I think this was like this is from a, a debate that was hosted on TV. It was either the first time he ran or this most recent election that he won. But it's like him and the uh, presumably his Democratic opponent, or maybe this is a Republican primary. It's two candidates. And they're like, you know, uh, being interviewed by like a TV news person. And, you know, like in all these debates, they, they, they close out with like one of these absolute softball, like getting to know you questions. Like, you know, oh, like I think the question was like, what, what's it like a, a Christmas or like New Year's tradition that your family has? And they, they kick it to his opponent first. And he goes, oh, man, you know. Uh, the, just it doesn't really matter what, but like it just being around family Christmas, we all gather around the TV, watch some big, dumb, stupid Christmas movie and we eat Haagen-Dazs ice cream. We eat all the foods that you shouldn't have during the year, but we just have a, like a, a big family movie time and eating Haagen-Dazs ice cream. And they're like, oh, that's that's so sweet. Uh, George Anthony DeVolder, uh, could, could you tell us a childhood or like a family, a family tradition that you'd like to share? And he goes, yeah, it's just all about, you know, spending time with family watching movies oh, my whole my nephews and i and my brother and sister-in-law i get together in our sweats watch a stupid holiday movie some sort of stupid comical holiday movie and eat the food that we shouldn't eat all year round so that's a great thing it begins with delicatessen it goes into it goes into haagen-dazs is always a staple usually <laughs> popcorn as well <laughs> mr santos your favorite family tradition Every moment we can get together, that's uh, kind of a downtime. It's sweatpants, pints of Haagen-Dazs all over the place. Eating Haagen-Dazs ice cream. <laughs> 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 he just, like, he, he like, just takes this guy's story and like, he just copies this dude's family tradition. And he's just like, without missing a blink, without a single bead of sweat trickling down his face-tuned-ass face, without his, his lips still looking just glossed up. And he just like... He just right directly after this guy, he just repeats this guy's personal family story back to him and to the <laughs> debate audience. They've elected a fucking AI chatbot to the House yeah, of Representatives. I, <laughs> I don't like I really don't like the way that he's been treated in the house. Like you Very guys unfairly. saw Yeah, you guys saw that really sad picture of him just like sitting alone in his <laughs> little Paddington bear outfit in, near the Republican <laughs> caucus. And it's like, I, I, I do like, okay, I will say, yes, George Santos is more fucked up than your average congressman, but by like 7%. Yeah. Dude, Jim Jordan's lying about kids getting molested on his wrestling team. Yeah. Like, no one gets, he, he's, a, he's, he's a, a number one jock. Everyone loves, everyone wants to be friends with him. Yeah, George Santos, like, there's no molestation in his laundry list of crimes. <laughs> like, he's, he's just no women or children. That is uh, something that I like about him. And he's, I mean, yeah, he's a fuck up. He's a liar. He lies about things that don't even offer him an advantage, presumably just lying for the sake of the activity. But um, that's most people in the house. People mm -hmm. in the house 
represent Americans who could literally not get a job anywhere else, anywhere else in the world. And he is only a little weirder than them. But they don't like him because he reminds them of this fact. He reminds them of the fact that they are not senators, that they're not true lizard people. They're more like, um, I don't know, a dumber mustelid. One of the guys who kept voting against Kevin McCarthy and ex- extended the speaker vote for weeks was uh, a freshman uh, who won, uh, who beat an incumbent in Texas named Eli Crane, who had been on Shark Tank selling a bottle opener made out of 50 caliber uh, rifle <laughs> uh, cartridges <laughs> called the Bottle Breacher. Wait, did he get a did he get a deal? Did he get a deal? I believe he got a deal. Yes. Okay. Who, who, who with who? With who? I think uh, I think it was Mark and uh, Mr. Wonderful. Oh, Mr. Wonderful. Oh, yeah. This, 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 Mr. This Wonderful. Too good. <laughs> yeah. Like that's the so, so, those are the people in the house. <laughs> bottle yeah. opener made out of spent fifty cal shell casings. Yep. The bottle Ugh. breacher. You're doing a tactical breaching of your bottle. You're not just opening it like a gay. Or a chick or something. <laughs> yeah, You're ta- it's tactical. You're having a tactical engagement with your beverage. I mean, if if a, if the bottle opener could produce a flashbang style attack that could kill my dog while I do it, so I could get the true SWAT experience, I might pick one up. <laughs> Just a uh, uh, one more um, George Anthony Devolder uh, take. I think we have audio of this, but uh, it's, it's like he's going on some some podcast and he's talking about how. Used to love. I know you said no women and children, Felix. So you know nothing. Nothing untoward is alleged here. But he said he used to mentor kids a lot, like in high school, and he loved, he liked mentoring kids. But he said kids nowadays he doesn't mentor anymore because all the kids he mentors stab him in the back. He literally said he's betrayed by like. I, first of all, I don't think he's mentoring anyone. Like he's making all no. of this up. But he was like, I go to the high schools now. But you know what? Recently, I've gotten so much pie in my face with doing that. Because these kids come in, they think they know it all. They think they're better. You teach them a little bit. You invest this much time and a whole lot of money taking them to events and teaching them stuff. And then they turn around and start backstabbing you because now they're important. So you know what? I quit. Oh, I know. It's like when he brought under his wing that uh, that wayward orphan, Oliver Twist, and taught him how to do pickpocketing. <laughs> and then he just fucking turns on him. It's bullshit. Yeah, I mean, George um, Anthony Devolder, Fagan, the Jew. Well, yeah, what do, like that is again. That's the thing I like about his lies. Like, what political valiance does that have? I mean, it's sort of like a kids today kind of. They're too woke, or I don't know. They're selfish and entitled. That's sort of like generally is. Yeah, just like the the the, uh, the ambient grievance against the young. Yeah. Well, okay. It's. I mean, it's one thing to like talk about how kids are woke or like lazy or entitled, but like. To make it that you personally are constantly bamboozled <laughs> and outwitted by children is yeah. sort of like, I don't know, that has very little to do with Brandon. I don't think that's a Brandon policy, unfortunately. That, I mean, but yeah, that, that's what makes him special. I, I, um, would like to, I would like to know the backstory for that one. Because I'm sure, I'm sure he employed a child in like some idiotic slip and fall scheme. Like so yeah. he he probably had some like twenty step plan to like sue the company that makes Laffy Taffy, where a kid was gonna pretend to choke to death on Laffy Taffy, and George Santos would like do a Jewish incantation at his funeral, and the kid like I don't know absconded with the uh, with the funeral money or something. But there was assuredly a story behind it, 
and I would like to know it. Yeah, I there mean, was the time that he and his uh, brother Sam Rockwell were pulling a grift, and uh, <laughs> one of these kids came up and claimed to be his biological daughter and took her under the wing, and then boom, betrayal. I guess like the thing with him, one of the many things, is that it's like he's not even like a modern con man. This is we alluded to it's this like paper the moon. Came up. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's taking his daughter Tatum O'Neill around the south. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah, he's less like, you know, like a regular MLM con man of the modern era and more like. Although he certainly is that as well. He is also that. He's definitely involved in a Ponzi scheme. His, like, the the breadth and the variety of scams and the types of scams he does, he's more like the guy who pretended to be Daniel Plainview's brother. Uh, one more amazing uh, George Santos lie. I know, I know I talked about this before, but um, his original claim that his mom was in the South Tower and died in 9-11 was... <laughs> that's awesome. I- incredible, because, like, that's, you know, it's, 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 you know, I wouldn't say a short list of people, but, you know, it's, it's checkable. Okay, so, like, people looked into that. His mom definitely wasn't in the towers when they collapsed. And then he said, well, his mom was in lower Manhattan, and she died 15 years later of, like, the inhalation of, like, you know, cancer-causing dust and asbestos and whatever the shit was in the building. People looked into that and found out that she wasn't even in the country when 9-11 happened. Um, Well, I don't know. Have you ever heard of trade winds? (laughs) I mean, I'm just saying, I mean, his mom is dead, though. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, to be determined, I mean, we'll check in on that later. Yeah, we need need citations on all this stuff. (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, maybe he doesn't even have a mom. Maybe he was hatched from an egg. We don't know. I mean, I'd buy it. Yeah. But, uh, like... I, I I don't know. Um, maybe his mom's death in some way can be attributable to 9-11. I don't know. Maybe she started stress eating after that day and she got diabetes. Maybe, um, I don't know. Maybe she uh, went to one of the many candlelight vigils and inhaled a toxic, unregulated Brazilian candle fume that gave her something similar to ground zero syndrome. So there you go. I mean, I'm, I'm, I want to give him every benefit of the doubt. Um, just, just one more thing. I, uh, look, I don't want to belabor the drag queen thing too much because, like, I don't want to make it seem like there's anything wrong with uh, do, performing and drag. And, you know, but the thing is, it, it is it is amusing to me that, like, uh, A, one of his biggest, like, uh, you know, shepherds or, like, promoters of the New York political scene is a Queens politician who's been, like, well out in front of this like drag queen story hour panic bullshit but also it's just very funny as we've talked about multiple times on this show that like the the libs of tiktok midterm election strategy like not panning out for the republicans well i mean it worked in so much as that they elected a guy who performs in drag who like (laughs) does drag queen story hour stuff or maybe not story hour but like he's a drag performer like he's a gay man who performs in drag like and I, you know, uh, that that's would normally be like, uh, you know, a perfectly wholesome uh, hobby or uh, interest to pursue. But, you know, not when you're <laughs> an elected member of the Republican Party. He also started a sort of like gays going their own way group called United for Trump. Oh, where, man, uh, they used to love that shit. They loved doing that shit where it was like, um, oh, it, it's the walk away movement. Yeah, you know? yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm mixed race, but I'm leaving the Democratic plantation. That's right. I'm 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 Ger- I'm German and like a uh, German Puerto Rican, but I'm I'm leaving the POC plantation of the Democratic Party. Well, I gotta say, uh, just it, it's such a rich tapestry for George Anthony DeVolter Santos Fagan, 
Fagan Jr. Donald. Uh, in contrast to, I mean, I've, I've nominated George Santos for Pimp of the Year, King of New York State, the GOAT, the, the best person in Washington. Marked contrast to the, uh, I'll go from the GOAT of the week to the donkey of the week, the absolute bozo of New York State politics, Kathy Molecule. Oh, man. What this is absolute doing, bungle on, on, on like, she, okay, so she gets elected. She gets elected in like a, a race that was like way closer than it should have been. Way closer. So she, a race so close that she created a Republican Beto. <laughs> yes. Like Zeldin was way closer than he should have been in New York State. And Kathy Molecule was, you know, I'm sure in no small part, like every other Democrat this cycle, but her especially, dragged out across the line by like feminist pro-choice groups who, you know, did not want a Republican governor in a time when Roe v. Wade was just overturned, a guy who was, you know, on the record being against abortion. So what does she do in her, like, her the first and most important test of, like, her authority and power as, the, for the first time now, elected governor of New York and not just someone who, like, was backed into it because Cuomo couldn't keep his hands to himself? What does she do? She nominates to the highest court of appeals, like the, the, to the lead judge, like the, the highest judge for the New York State Court of Appeals. She chooses the most conservative guy out of the names on her list, the guy who has like issued rulings that like um, at, least, at least established some sort of precedent for. He ruled in favor of crisis pregnancy centers. He ruled against unions. He uh, said it was, he said having dark skin is not a protected category so that people with dark skin could be struck from juries based on that characteristic. Um, this guy, Hector LaSalle, uh, who was just on the, the New York State Judiciary Committee or whatever, just voted no to not advance his nomination by a very close vote. I think it was like 10 to 9 or something like that. But this was like, Kathy Molecule made this asshole. Like, she went, at, she went all in on this guy. And it just, it's baffling to me why. It, it's astonishing. Yeah, okay, you, did you guys see it like... Did he uh, accidentally show up at the governor's New York townhouse from you were never really there or you never really here? Like, <laughs> did, she, did he just find her like accidentally at like the witch's Sabbath banquet? And like, yes, she has to keep his keep him quiet. Like, what does he have specifically on her? It's either that or there's some sort of quid pro quo. Uh, that's the only thing that makes it make any sense if it was something she felt she had to do. But if she was just trying to like do the cuomo big dick the left thing that that he loved to do she fucked up because this guy pissed off the fucking unions who are usually the people that you can peel off and uh isolate the left with if you have somebody who plays ball but they didn't want him either and so since she just panics and starts just trying to cram him down people's throat by saying that it would insult the memory of martin luther king not to give him a that vote was, yeah, that, that was that was incredible. astonishing this is on martin luther king day on monday uh, she said this. Uh, she said this. Dr. King called upon us to be just and fair and not judge people. Hochul preached around uh, to around 50 people at Trinity Church in Brooklyn for Sunday service before Harold Edding LaSalle as a good man and a great judge. We don't want to want to be judged ourselves, do we? She said, I know in my heart we're better than that. It should have not taken this long for a person of color to lead the highest court in our state. And he will, said the Democratic governor, referring to LaSalle, who would become the first Hispanic to be New York's top jurist if confirmed. So, like, she's invoking the, the assassination of Martin Luther King Jr. To, to drag across the finish line this, like, you know, shitty like this guy was a, a not just like ran on the New York conservative party line. He donated money to that. To, like, he donated money to New York State's conservative party. Yeah, I mean, I um, I think yeah, I think um, you guys are probably right. This is like, you know, some type of uh, 
greasy quid pro quo. But I also think it's a little bit of a true shorism has never been tried. I think it's a little bit of that. Knowing Kathy Hochul, knowing her history in New York State, um, I think that her lesson that she took from Lee Zeldin coming so close and um, New York basically giving Republicans the House, I think her takeaway was like, oh, I just need to be a Republican. I just need to I, I, I just need to be like 98 percent of a Republican rather than like, you know, we're the one state Democratic Party that paid uh, uh, Sean McElwee and David Shore the lion's share of money to advise us. And they blew it. And I will say uh, the seat that Hector LaSalle was going to fill or like and, and look, she's she is talking now about appointing like a special litigator to take this to the mattresses, like to to override the New York state legislature to get this guy on that seat on that appeals court. Uh, the person he's replacing is the Republican uh, judge who Cuomo put there. And it was that court, it was that court of appeals that allowed the Republican, that just, like, seat, just gave control uh, to the New York State Republican Party, despite them not winning the election. So, I mean, I, I think she probably was, you know, she is a creature, she's a Cuomo creature. She's a Cuomo, Cuomo cub. And I think she's going out of his playbook, which is like, if you want to govern New York State, let the Republicans do it for you, because then you don't have to do anything for the people who uh, elected you. And you don't have to piss anyone off. Right. But she but, pissed I mean, everybody off. She pissed everybody <laughs> off. Everybody. She, she, she pissed everyone off. And she took like, OK, we literally said this last week that like abortion, the Dobbs effect, it is the greatest gift to the Democratic Party imaginable. It is like it's an issue that galvanizes young people in a way that was like previously thought impossible under like the Brandon Reich. And now like do like doing this is just like, I, I mean, this is something you would do if you wanted to lose your next election. If you're sick of being governor, if you're mad that you won. Uh, another thing I'll say about like, about like the magnitude of this bungle, the fact that this New York state court of appeals judge, like judicial confirmation fight became she made it a national political issue by getting newly christened speaker like uh, speaker of the house hakeem jeffries or no no the, the minority uh, leader yeah, the minority hakeem leader, jeffries, yeah. minority leader hakeem jeffries she got him to weigh in on this what he was and, thinking and, and, doing and, that is absolutely and he was rallying what the, the fuck's the percentage there like would nancy pelosi have ever done that like, is he really just to the point where he is still so pissed off about like our show from four years ago that he's like yes i'll be there I'll I'll stop. I will never bend the knee. Like he's that fucking lobotomized by the discourse. He can't just like realize what actually matters. Pretty astounding. Yeah. No. Yeah. He's. Um. I. I mean, presumably operating exclusively off of like Splice Today articles written by Noah Berlatsky four years ago. That is the only reason he would be going this hard on such a fuck up. I mean, the only re the only reason that like he even has a future in this party is the Dobbs effect. And they're just, they're trying their hardest just brick that to brick their biggest fucking <laughs> to literally support of anti-abortion judges after what, after the, what the Supreme court just did, they're put, it's just like, th this is the one thing that we, we didn't want to happen. You know I mean? This is the one thing you can't do. And also I just like, I got to undermine again, Hakeem Jeffries is supposed to be the leader of the democratic party now. Like abs absent uh, Joe Brandon, like he's supposed to be the leader of the Democrats in Congress and the Nesset. <laughs> I mean, the fact that he weighed in on this and then couldn't deliver. 
I mean, like, like, yeah, where, where, like, where are the articles going to be written about what a fucking failure and a loser he is, and how he has no place uh, within the position he's been given? I mean, he's lucky that he fucked up that bad and showed su- such little prowess and efficacy in a party like the Democrats, where everyone is too timid to do a Matt Gates. Because otherwise, if this was a Republican, I mean, there he would already be, you know, put through the ringer as uh, Kevin McCarthy was. Yeah, he really yeah. showed his belly. It's like, oh, you have zero juice just at all. <laughs> yeah, nothing. Well, I mean, like, uh, nothing. it won't be that it won't be that, that big a deal because like this isn't a national political issue. I mean, like they, they made it one, but I don't think anyone really notices or cares outside of New York. So I mean, like, look, he's going to be fine. But like under like, you know, if it was a different person or a different party, I mean, like the, the headlines about what the fuck like the headlines would be very different. But yeah, uh, Kathy Molecule taking a big old L to start her first year as governor of New York. Um, Kathy, what are you, what are you doing? Let's go, let's get Cuomo back in there. Yeah, come on, <laughs> come on. I mean, look, he, would, uh, he, he 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 knows when to hold him, knows when to fold him. I mean, for Christ's sake, let, let, let's get Pelosi back in here. A one hundred and fifty <laughs> year old Nancy Pelosi who like is is hooked up intravenously to a bag of Franzia. Has would have a better insight on this problem than fucking Hakeem Jeffries. What a fucking loser! Because like God, he is I, I, lucky. I, I, he's a Democrat. Yeah. I mean, like I'll, I'll say this for Nancy Pelosi. My my instinct here would be, and I don't have much respect for her, but like I don't think she would have injected herself into a state political dispute. And if she did, she would have been made, made damn sure she fucking won. They did the yeah, goddamn yeah, nomination. Yeah. 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 What's in this for me? What am I getting out of this? What, what, why? Why would I stick my neck out and risk undermining my power base? It's there. There's no percentage here. Well, I mean, I'm, I look forward to many years of Hakeem Jeffries' hits. Um, <laughs> the twenty, the twenty twenty six midterms where Democrats lose one hundred and seventy seats because Hakeem Jeffries spent the entire race uh, campaigning for Benny Gans. <laughs> <laughs> There will be many laughs, spills, and chills under the Hakeem Jeffries, um, I don't know, whatever whatever the Hebrew word for uh, coalition in the Nesson is. I don't know. I don't speak any Hebrew. As long as we're talking about judges, though, I just got one more one more quick hit. I just I just saw this this story break uh, right before we started recording. But um, after months of what I'm sure was exhaustive investigation, the Supreme Court has concluded concluded that they will never know who leaked the, the Dobbs yeah. decision a week prior to the, the judgment. Well, that was such so, a big deal, though. They were, they were so you, you outraged. Got, do you guys remember the, like, the day that happened? Yeah. Like, yeah. Do you remember like, how like, overwhelming the media coverage, especially from the right wing, was? about like, What happened to the court today was the saddest chapter in the history of the United States Supreme Court. This was despicable, it's dangerous, and it was dumb. To the person who did this, if it's a conservative, you're a traitor to the cause. If it's a liberal, you're the dumbest person in Washington because it's not going to change the midterm. It was like, find the leaker was the headline rather than abortion about to be made illegal. It was like, they were like, we've got to find this leaker. This is undermining that. And it's just like, we said it then, I'll say it again now. It was leaked from by either by Alito himself or someone in his office or Clarence Thomas and his insane wife. It's like it's yeah. the suspect list is like two people long. It's it's those guys, and yeah. like they did it for the obvious the obvious reason. It was just like it was they were the only ones who could have benefited from that. Yeah, just testing yeah. the waters, getting yeah, quite, quite. reducing the potential damage when it comes out. Yeah, yeah, very obvious. But yeah, I do I do fondly recall all the headlines, all the ones that were like. Um, Lady Justice has been molested. 
and she got <laughs> molested by a leaker. We're going to point him out in a lineup. Let's let's subpoena every blue-haired clerk on the court. Uh, moving on from uh, the uh, political news of the week, I've got a I got a couple stories here that deal with um, what's going on in the U.S. military. What what is our arm? What, what how are our armed forces coping? What what how, what are they how are they just what are they doing these days? You know they're out of Afghanistan, out of Iraq. You know I mean like they're. I'm sure they'd love to be in Ukraine right now, but, you know, that's probably not going to happen. Well, I mean, there's a what few is, of them there, but, you know. Yeah, yeah well, if, you're, if you're lucky, yeah, if you're lucky enough to make Delta selection, yeah. But uh, well, for, the, for the average Joe. If you're, well, if you're well, subscribed is, to uh, JSOC Blue, you get to go to Ukraine. Yeah. If you have the ear-shaped check mark, uh <laughs> <laughs> no, no, verifying that you did certain things in Haditha in the 2000s. <laughs> well, uh, well, this is a story that, um, uh, you know, we, we, we've covered we've covered just what the fuck is going on at Fort Bragg. Well, this is a story that like would seem to, hear, to hint at that. Not only that, this is a story that very much reminded me of <laughs> the Hell on Earth podcast and a lot of the things that a lot of the a lot of the historical problems posed by, I don't know, uh, elevating a warrior cast of uh, <laughs> highly violent, well-funded maniacs who then, then then you take away their reason for existing and then they're just around and you have to deal with them. So this is a story uh, that comes from uh, a news site called Odyssey. And uh, the headline here, uh, panic grips special forces community amid investigation into drugs and human trafficking. This is by Jack Murphy for Odyssey. Um, the fun. I'm just gonna read a little bit. Audacity. It's the <laughs> program that uh, podcasts are recorded with. It's branched out into uh, covering uh, armed. Everybody's forces. got a goddamn content mill now. Yeah, the Odyssey headquarters are actually very close to uh, my gym, and whenever I walk by, I feel it's a. I, I feel like I'm in Shelbyville. <laughs> I feel like I'm. <laughs> it's like what the fuck? <laughs> what am I looking oh. at here? Well, this is a, this is a, this is a pretty stunning story. Uh, I'm just going to read a little bit from it. It goes, It is unknown when the investigation into drug and human trafficking in the Fort Bragg area began, but it is known that the FBI became involved in investigating the deaths of Timothy Dumas and Delta Force operator Billy Levine in 2020 when both were found shot to death at a training site on Bragg. Last week's arrest began with investigators receiving more evidence after an undercover law enforcement officer posing as an underage girl helped arrest a member of 1st Battalion 3rd Special Forces Group back in December. That individual was known to moonlight as a bouncer at a bar in the Southern Pines, in Southern Pines frequented by the Special Forces community. A military source close to the situation explained to Connecting Vets, the Green Beret is alleged to have been pimping underage girls to the Special Forces community at drug-fueled parties in Southern Pines. Quote, this is what happens when there is no war, no direction, and an 18-month red cycle with no mission, a Special Forces soldier said. So dudes are fucking around with young kids and the craziest drugs. All these lives are ruined because people are just bored. That is the greatest, I'm sorry, that's the greatest fucking hawk argument I've ever heard. We need them, <laughs> yeah. We need, yeah, we need them over there molesting children rather than doing it at home. <laughs> Our, our brave warfighters, who we love very much, if we don't send them in other countries to traffic kids, they're going to come to your house, and they're going to take your kid. 
Literally. That's what this guy's fucking doing. And Matt, like, like, how much did this rhyme with your research about the 30 years of war and, like, the phenomenon of these, like, very effective but also very dangerous mercenary armies and, like, the rise of, like, a professional warfighting caste that was severed from, like, you know, feudal relations. Like, like they weren't knights in a traditional sense. They were professionals. Yeah, and they would just bounce around the continent just taking whatever they could wherever they could get it. Who's going to stop them? Uh, yeah, no one was no, no one could, and to create there was like a movable city because they had huge numbers of uh, of uh, camp followers. Like they would bring their families with them, and and uh, they yeah they treated the the actual like settled uh, civilization around them as like as, like locusts basically. Just they were they were there to be predated upon. But you know like uh, for for the the the. The lords and rulers of like this this era in European history, like you needed a private army to like get wars done. But a big problem is, what do you do when you can't pay them? Yeah. <laughs> what do you do when you can't pay them? And in the episode of yours, if your guys of Hell on Earth that I just listened to, I know we talked about this with Patrick Wyman, but the fucking the German mercenary army hired by Charles to defend the Catholic faith sacked fucking Rome. And, like, raped nuns, uh, carved yeah. Martin Luther's name into the walls of the Vatican and stabled their horses in St. Peter's Basilica. This yeah. is what happens when you can't pay these guys. Because, like, yeah. as this guy says, when they're bored, they're going to get into some shit. They're going to yeah. get into some shit, and that usually means rape and murder. Could we, like, get them some enrichment activities instead? <laughs> yeah. Could we, like, put them, what is like, put them in, a, in a display, you know, like gorillas or something? Yeah, preserves. So they have a tire yeah. swing to fucking bat around. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, yeah, I was about to say, um, you know how we said chimps are like uh, they represent evil in humans. I yeah. think we should cohabitate fifth special forces with chimps as an experiment. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that would be better than subjecting them to the public, as we're seeing. Yeah, yeah. No, they don't like, get to keep their guns, so they can't get. They cannot get kinetic on the chimps. They have to sharpen sticks and, and, and uh, make do with, with what's in the, in the jungle, just like the chimps do. And then we see what happens. Uh, I mean, after Afghanistan, I'm not even sure like, uh, that guns would give them an advantage over. <laughs> <laughs> like, they, had, they had air support fighting against guys in Nike sliders. And That's true. And nothing. But yeah, I mean, like, whether it's in, you know, 16th century Europe or here, it's like this warrior cast that we've created to protect us, they certainly don't seem very interested in protecting civilians or really uh, doing anything other than treating them like, you know, uh, cattle or merchandise yeah. to be, you know, traded or profited from or killed for fun. No, you don't understand. And these guys are these guys are the sheepdogs who protect the sheep from the wolves until they get bored and then they just start fucking <laughs> eating the sheep. <laughs> Uh, just a little bit more from this article. It says here, the dragnet led to the questioning of 15 service members in total regarding drug-related allegations spread across various <laughs> special operations commands on Fort Bragg. The drugs allegedly distributed amongst the special operations community include cocaine, ecstasy, fentanyl, fentanyl lollipops, and the date rape drug rohypnol, also often known as roofies. So, hey, <laughs> hey, look, So sometimes the sheepdog got to take care of the sheep. Sometimes you just got to, like, sell some drugs. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Find find a sheepdog if you're looking to have a fun Saturday night with uh, fentanyl lollipops and roofies. Well, like I mean, it's pretty easy to herd a sheep if they're on fent. 
<laughs> just pick it up. Just sling it over your shoulder. So that's a uh, that, that, that's 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 one view uh, of what our armed forces is up to: uh, trafficking drugs and teenage girls. Uh, that's what the special operators are up to. But here's the thing: not everyone gets to be an operator. Not everyone gets to be like a, a, a drug and human trafficker. So, like, what about what, again? What we said, what about the regular Joe? What about average GI Joe? And the problem is, like, you know, recruitment has been, you know, difficult and getting more so for the armed forces. So where are they turning? Headline, how e-girl influencers are trying to get Gen Z into the military. <laughs> I, we, have, we have talked about um, one of the women in the story. Uh, I have noted her before as one of our best candidates for our, our Gaddafi figure. Uh, Haley Lujan or Luyan, whatever the yeah, fuck. Yeah. One of those, one of those uh, Balkan names that um, I neither know nor care to learn how to pronounce. But I really do think that um, that is what our Napoleonic figure oh, yeah. will look like if uh, the right people can get into her ears. Well, I'm just going to read from the article here. It says, uh, I'm not the American dream. I'm more like the American nightmare. Beams the influencer known as Hey Lujan. Oh, in a video for oh, her 336,000 TikTok followers. With full-face e-girl makeup, drawn on freckles, and a rosy nose, the 20-year-old is the face of an unsettling new breed of e-girl garnering millions of views online. She posts thirst traps inside choppers and pouty selfies with assault rifles with hashtags like pew pew and military curves. She shares cutesy unboxing compilations and makeup tutorials, get ready with me videos and lip syncs. She jokes about war bunkers and plays with remote control tanks, which she overlays with sparkly filters and heart emojis. Known in esoteric meme circles as the PSYOP girl, <laughs> Hey Lujin, also simply known as Lujin, is a self-described psychological operations specialist for the U.S. Army whose online presence has led to countless memes speculating that she is a post-ironic psyop meant to recruit people into the U.S. Army. Lujan, who's actually employed by the U.S. Army Post-Psyops Division, posts countless TikToks and memes that play into this. Her official website is called Psycops. My own taxes used to psyop me, says one commenter. Definitely a fed. I'm signing up for the Army now, writes another. Uh, yeah. So it's uh, it's working. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, she is uh, she's pretty big in these circles. Um, I've I've uh, studied her because it's a very interesting story to me. Um, the thing that's interesting about her and her whole uh, oeuvre is it's um it's it's decidedly in the um, as the uh, pro Russia contingent uh, referred to our military in the lead up to the uh, special operation the they them army it's definitely in like that that thing there's a lot of talk about like boy wives and like hypno and boys and thigh highs and sissy hypno and that type of thing and i i, I do find that interesting but um i don't know i think like the actual results of this psyop will just be the greatest influx of 37 year olds ever entering the army <laughs> I think that's I think I, I think that's that, 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 that's really it. I think I mean, thank God we're not in Afghanistan anymore because um, several several hardcore communities would would lose some of their most prolific gropers uh, to, to, to IEDs. Thanks to thanks to old Haley and her efforts. Hey, yeah, Haley hey, Lujan is actually psyoping elder millennials into the military. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, if you've if you have done something horrific in a DIY space, 
you know, she got you into the military and you're leaving in a body bag. Uh, yeah, but I mean, look, it's a uh, military. Look, they, they got to take they'll, they'll take they'll take anyone who can fog a mirror at this point. And if you're getting like if you're horny enough to get thirst trapped into the U.S. military, I mean, like this is a it's a time honored tradition, you know, like you, if you maybe like maybe make a solid problem, like you will get an e-girl if, if you do a full four years tour of, tour of duty. Yeah, you who who wants that fucking uh, communications degree anymore? Everyone knows that shit's worthless. Everyone <laughs> yeah. knows a college degree doesn't mean shit anymore. But yeah, yeah, just like guaranteed DM slides to the e girl of your choice that that's worth stepping on a landmine for. And then like if you get like if you're decorated, if you get like a silver star or purple heart, you can uh, you can get e girl upgrades. You can get like a cat girl if you want. Yeah, I mean this is this probably goes back you know forever. This has probably been going on forever. I'm sure, like, in 1937, guys in Tokyo were having the exact same conversation where they're like, oh, Tokyo Rose, she's one of those radio girls who's going to try to entice you into joining the Imperial <laughs> Army. <laughs> but, um, I mean, she does seem, she does seem like, pretty effective. Yeah, like, she's getting it done. Yeah, she really, she has probably recruited more people than the Dodge Charger at this point. I mean, we know how susceptible people are to the, the TikTok... Uh, mind virus uh remember when people were ordering uh, uh, a mysterious pink <laughs> condiment in the mail yeah and, and crab mix and crab crab mix in the summer yeah. unrefrigerated like just because they were like oil. i want to live in this tiktok i want to be in i want this experience and now you can have that experience in the military They'll give you the pink slime on your shit in a shingle. Yeah, TikTok has caused 80% of Gen Zers to, like, believe that they're being contacted by mermaids in their dreams. (laughs) Like, it's a very powerful force. I, um, you know, I'm against banning it on First Amendment grounds. And also, uh, just out of morbid curiosity, I just want to see what happens. I'm excited. (laughs) You know, I can't wait until, you know, I'm 65 years old and I'm organizing my will and the lawyer that's helping me out is someone who grew up watching influencers telling him that he can shift d- d- dimensions and contact elves in his sleep if he eats <laughs> the right crystals. Well, well, Felix, here, here's a question, though. Let's say, okay, like, uh, I'm, I'm looking at Haley June's TikToks. I'm like, damn, I want to e- simp for this e-girl in, in an Apache helicopter. I w- I'm joining up. Okay, like, so you've been influenced by TikTok, but what about... What if the other personalities in your head canon are pacifists or maybe uh, not fit for military duty? Uh, do, do they have to serve as well? Well, will, will, the, mili- th- will the military respect? Will the military respect my Sigma grind set uh, reorganization of days and hours so that I have uh, now 21 days in one week rather than the traditional seven days by alternating which days I sleep and don't? Well, that would be that is a great boon for like the deniable ops community for when you like, you know, you are so you're in the blackest of black ops. You are so deniable. You are instantly disavowed if captured. You're you're spending out the rest of your days in an Iranian prison. If to get you back, the State Department and the military can go, no, you don't get it. This was his headmate. That's a spy. He's just a normal guy. You just you caught him during a bad shift. And maybe the Iranians who at that point, you know, TikTok Wolf is you know, affected them as much. They'll be like, oh, we totally understand. By the way, I'll see you on the dream battlefield tonight. I'll be the uh, <laughs> I'll be I'll be the centaur and uh, you you'll be the you'll be the Gundam that has fur. 
there are some very good and cool beliefs that are being like someone pointed out the other day. Uh, this one stuck with me. It was like someone was just like f- footage of a giant on a mountain. Yeah, that was just yeah. like and it was just like someone, someone said like within about a year, TikTok has like inculcated like like the types of brains that have not existed since feudalism. Yeah, like just wild. pure peasants by like. The, sh- the number yeah. of fucking shit I've seen about about p- the, p- the government covering up the existence of fairies and giants is like, but can you blame people? Is the thing? No, <laughs> no, like, no. If, if, if they're yeah. like, we're you're now at like this concrete end of history where it's like, yeah, we know what the world is. It's this shit. It's basically commodities, and that's what you get to shuffle around in and uh, negotiate around your your entire life. There'll never be anything other than that. Good fucking luck. And then you're going to die never having uh, encountered anything ineffable or beautiful for a second of your life. Now, of course, you're going to be like, ah, you know what? I, that, I'm, yeah, I know you're saying that that looks like a, a, an antenna, but I don't know. I think I'm seeing some arms there. And, uh, maybe he's got a, a big shillelagh. Uh, maybe he's calling to me. I, he's telling me that if I, I could come live with him in the mountain and he'll yeah. show me his runes. Yeah, yeah, this is yeah, this is such a generational thing because you know, uh, my my generation, the millennials, the now 50, 50 to seventy year old range millennials, you know, we didn't grow up with phones. They were sort of introduced as we came of age, as we came into adulthood, and the things we use them for are like you know, line break jokes or like. Going on Wikipedia so you could win an argument over, like, uh, you know, <laughs> d- d- you know, did Walter Payton score touchdown in the Super Bowl? That type of shit. That type of boring shit that the internet was, like, built, originally kind of built for. Yeah. If you're in the Gen Z cutoff, though, and you've never known a world without this, you're, yeah. the only communication you have ever really known has been totally gamified, you know... Why would you, when you realize you're in the game, why would you choose anything else? You yeah. know, I would I would choose a slightly different reality. Uh, Gen Z seems to be picking the reality that they're living in true blood. But you know what? <laughs> Fine. <laughs> Go for it. Oh, at least that show was sort of, you know, sort of bodice ripping and kind of kind of sexy, you know? So not so bad. Not so bad. Yeah. But, you know, I, I was literally talking about... Um, uh, like te- technological thing, the new frontiers of technology. A thing that's been annoying me this week is all of the content I'm seeing created by just like jokes done with uh, AI based apps. Like, have you seen the latest oh, one God. where like you can you can interview like the goat, <laughs> the AI generated ghosts of historical figures? This and, is like, okay. Know, that's actually the only one I do find funny. That you know, is like the, I saw the some pretty funny like, ones with yeah. that one. Like, well, yeah, <laughs> it's like, because think, they decided that, that because they don't want to have a bunch of you know, Nazis saying Nazi stuff. They have to have all of these like high level Nazis like Himmler and Goebbels. Like I realized that what I did was wrong. Yeah. They have like Reinhard Heydrich on there talking about the crimes he did. Like he was a TA that dated a freshman. (laughs) 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 They're like, it's like, Oh, you killed 80,000 Jews in like two hours. I realized that the that though the historical context uh, I was living in, there was a lot of pain caused to Germany. That my that the actions of the Holocaust were not right, and that humans have a duty to understand each other regardless of ethnicity or religion. <laughs> I, I mean, I can't okay. really picture these guys saying that, but I do appreciate. I I, I, I like how it looks on paper. Well, I mean, well, a like 
this is not artificial intelligence. All of this is being directed by human preferences and choices. If if not like you know underpaid like Kenyans who are like you know scrubbing it for like you know uh, to make sure it doesn't you know say racial slurs or threaten anyone with uh, assault or rape or something like that. But like, what is the utility of having these like historical monsters like in the ether of the internet in this like digital afterlife uh, atone for their crimes or say they're sorry for them? I mean, Matt, you pointed out the Osama bin Laden one. He was still justifying 9-11. And he was like, yeah, we had to do it. Don't, don't feel bad about it for a second. But fucking Joseph Goebbels was like, yeah, I'm sorry to twins everywhere. I, look, I'm learning and I'm growing. <laughs> yeah. I do like I do like that Bin Laden is like anti woke. He's like, no, I'm not fucking apologizing. He's <laughs> sick of cancel culture. Well, yeah, no, that is the first AI thing that has. Um, there have been some pretty funny AI image generators. Um, people helped me create this thing that I had wanted for the longest time, which was Drake in the Holocaust episode of Band of Brothers. That was pretty good. <laughs> that was a pretty good use of who did, AI. Wait, wait, who did, who did you cast him as? Was he like, you know, uh, uh, Spears? Or was he, was he, oh, he was <laughs> just Drake. He was just like. No, it's just, he, <laughs> not, everything else is the same. It's all the same original cast, but Drake is just in there as himself in EC Company. And I just had this invasive thought for like two weeks of Drake in the episode Why We Fight, like when they get to the concentration camp and he sees it. And the, the he, his response is like, we need to get these men to the six stat. <laughs> He's just organizing flights of Holocaust victims to Toronto to get, get this guy to, to a Raptors game stat. Yeah, we need, we need him at Jack Astor's. We need him at the Raptors games. We need him to we need him to catch a catch a fine Toronto baddie on Blort and Yong Street. Um, but AI did help me make that a reality. And uh, yeah, this is those are the only two things that and uh, Goebbels taking accountability. <laughs> only two <laughs> things that I've enjoyed from shitty I mean, AI. Like, uh, I mean, like, look, we, we we've talked about AI a lot and how it's basically like a just like a, a marketing term that uh, tech billionaires can use to sort of frighten people into believing like how powerful the this uh, and how powerful and valuable uh, they, the what they create is. But I mean, like people are speculating, especially now with like these um, sort of like text based prompt AIs where you can like just give it prompts and it'll like spit out like an essay or a story or something like that. People, you know, are, are speculating and not incorrectly, in my opinion, like just how quickly this will take over like every aspect of human culture that deals with the written word and like how potentially horrifying that is. I mean. I know we it's an idea of return to over and over again, like the terror of like living in this eternal present where like the past is just it seems like we're going back in the past, but all we are is just like recycling it into this ever receding present moment that like never advances but doesn't actually go anywhere. And like the thing with AI, whether it's these art AIs or text ones, it's like not only are they just like rip just sampling like the stored basis of like actual human imagination and labor that exists on the internet but like as they advance they will begin sampling themselves and other ais yeah so like what what you will be getting is not just like a, a rip off of you know a real human thought and 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 creative endeavor but you will be getting a rip off of a rip off and it will become like just eat like the sum total of like human knowledge and creativity will just get to become so if we accept this it will just become so denuded of meaning and like or just value to humanity and it's it's 
it's a disturbing thought, but it, it is always nice to hear. <laughs> it's always nice to hear from uh, Martin Borman that he feels bad and he's doing Cato <laughs> now. I'm not. I I have to say, at this point, I'm like not that frightened of AI overtaking uh, the higher ends of the creative fields. I I do kind of think that the more it gets used, the worse it's going to get. I think it's it. Yeah, that's. I, I, I've always been sort of a skeptic of AI because a lot of what I'm seeing now that people are telling me is just incredible. It's a, it's a massive stride. It just, they're, they're, I, I saw this 10 years ago. They were called Markov bots. People would yeah, argue with them on Twitter because they're stupid. But, I mean, if we're going to go to the worst case scenario that Will is suggesting, which, you know, very well could happen. We've gotten the worst case scenario with a lot of fucking technology. I think the optimistic case there that I can make is that in order to outcompete the AI, if you are a human engaged in creative endeavors, is that um, you you are now faced with the challenge that you have to make something that you know barely anyone ever has has ever done, which is you have um, to invent. You have to invent a serial killer or a historical mass murderer who actually doesn't feel bad about the things they've yeah, done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I suppose that's a got Osama bin Laden. That's one. But yeah, no, you have to be you have to be creative in a way that uh, perhaps no one else has in since the beginning of beginning of language. But uh, in either event, I don't. I don't. I, I'm not. I'm not too afraid. I do think that AI could write season twenty five of SVU, though. I do think that. <laughs> Probably as long already as they throw is. in the thing about uh, Olivia insisting that men can get hard while being raped. Yeah, she loves that. She, she won't stop talking about that. I think that mo- for the most part, this this stuff is going to be used to just you know demoralize people and and be a wedge and a propaganda tool more than an actual thing. But one yeah. area I think it will actually get used is customer service. Yes, it already yes. is. And, yeah, and bill and collection and, and like yeah. debt, debt like, service. Like and bill you're going to just see like why would I pay? Uh, any live, live person, even in Bangladesh, when I can just set up this chat bot because, oh, you're pissed? Uh, we're the fucking phone company. What are you going to do about it? Uh, uh, Not- we're, we're the cable company. Suck my dick. Yeah. And, yeah like, I-, I, I, think you're, I think you're totally right about that. And like, to, to go off what you said, Felix, like, yeah, like, people are speculating now that within like 24 to 36 months, like all of higher education, all of education totally will be completely replaced by like these essay writing bots or artificial intelligence apps or whatever. And, you know, like once again, you have to sort of like take that with a grain of salt because like the people most heavily promoting this technology are people who hate education and the institution of schooling and universities in American life to begin with and would like nothing better than to like do away with the concept of a humanities education entirely. But that being said, like you're Matt, you're absolutely right about like customer service, uh, like uh, uh, like people harassing you over unpaid debts, but also spam and like scam emails. Like, and yeah, and talking about like, how bad those are now. Like think think how much exponentially worse that's going to get. Uh, yeah, I um, I mean they're already kind of doing it. I'm a um, uh, unfortunately a Spectrum customer due to uh, I'm not describing the type of person I am a customer who's on the Spectrum. I'm a customer of the <laughs> internet, awful internet company Spectrum because it's the only option where I live. Um, but, um, you know, they're incredibly shitty. We've had three, like, six-hour-long outages in the last week. And every time I've tried to, like, um, 
go on their website to figure out uh, when the outage will end or what the cause is. I am chatting with like a shitty AI bot. And still when I call, you know, I'm talking to people and I can sort of get an idea of what's going on. But yeah, that will, once they figure out how to like approximate human voices, they'll change that too. You'll be well, I mean, that, talking I think they've to pretty much AI already bot. done that. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Alexa. A, a, yeah, a, a Spectrum Alexa is going to be the only person you'll ever be able to get on the phone when your cable goes out. Yeah. Uh, have you guys seen the, uh, it's it's like one of these um, promoted ads that you're seeing now on Twitter a lot because like all of the, <laughs> all of the uh, standard profitable companies have uh, abandoned the ship. But it's like, it's, 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 a, it's an ad for an app that's like a therapy app where like you get therapy from a fucking computer, but also it will like send you horny DMs and nudes and stuff like that. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't, know I, I don't know how it sends nudes, but it promises like uh, it promises that you can sext and like have an experience of like DM sliding someone that you have a crush on uh, through yeah. this this therapy app. It's called Replica, and it's like a fake oh, AI God. buddy, and they advertise with like all the meme formats that Elon Musk likes. So it'll be like the chat and an NPC arguing and the NPC is like, oh, it's 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 pathetic to flirt with an AI phone app. And the chat's like, did you know that you can jack off to it? <laughs> and the, that's supposed to be like the chat winning the argument, I guess. But um, I don't I try not to repost those because I do think that's a conscious strategy to make the memes like so cloying and uh, like ham fisted. And blatant, and just like blatantly pandering that people repost it to just yeah. uh, flood the zone with it, and so people can actually download it, and you can harvest enough data to sell it to a company. But um, I do, I still do find them funny. I, I still do find the uh, the idea of it hilarious. Just like someone who is so, like being so desperate for just the i the existence of a notification of someone contacting you that you download this that is really funny to me uh, uh are there any uh are there any historical figures whose uh digital apparition that uh, you guys would like to um interrogate or uh just hang out with well, you, i mean who, who would you use this app to summon oh i think you know my answer i think i would like to see if i could have hooked up with cc with the first, the first hot woman in modern European history. <laughs> just spit some game at her and see how she responds. Yeah. Let's just, you know, just try my usual thing of like, you know, appearing like I don't give a shit. Um, I think I would have to talk to like a, probably a twenty-six-year-old CC to really like get my older man thing going. Not her. Would you? Would you no, she was so beautiful. What? Huh? Would you neg the empress? Would you be like, nice? No, I don't. I don't. I, I, I don't do that. I don't. I never okay. do that. I don't do that. That's lame. I just, um, you know, I just do my thing. I'm not. I, I, I'm not saying I would want a 25 year old CC because you know she was beautiful up until the day she died. Even the second that its dumbass Italian anarchist stabbed her with a stapler uh, or whatever the fuck he used, she was gorgeous. She was a knockout. But I just, you know, I think. I would have a full court advantage if she's ages twenty five to twenty seven when I talk to her, but that that's that's who I'm 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 chatting with. What about you guys? Uh, I would like to summon some of history's like greatest nerds, like uh, Isaac Newton, Philip Melanchthon, and just fucking just bully the shit out of them. Like just bully side the hell out of them. 
That'd be funny. Make me feel like a big man. I would. I, would, I actually. That would actually be pretty fun to do to Thomas Aquinas. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> Hang him from a fucking uh, flagpole. Yeah. I don't know. I think I would like to. I think I would like to DM slide. Um, I don't know. Uh, like I don't know. Like you know, you got the big ones like Genghis Khan or Napoleon. But I, I like where Felix is at. Is at like historical baddies. You know, like maybe uh yeah. Uh, Catherine of Get Aragon. <laughs> Catherine of Aragon. Just see if I can, you know, spit some game to her. She's just I like ask it, what her turn ons are. You know what she's into. I bet you know. I bet Elizabeth Bathory was probably pretty hot. Oh, oh uh, my okay. god! Can, yeah, the skincare get... regime out of this world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, there are people. There is a historical consensus that um, those charges are overblown and perhaps even totally made up. But if she's even like ten percent as evil as portrayed. She's probably smoking. Oh, you know, you know, it'd be gripping. There's yeah. anybody. It's like if you yeah. got a, <laughs> you'll if, feel if, like you're in a bath of blood. <laughs> yeah. If the if the if the pussy's got a cracked phone screen or has slaughtered hundreds of peasants to stay eternally young, <laughs> the, the pussy is fire. <laughs> Maybe I don't know, like uh, Ferdinand and Isabella of Spain, get them on the same DM and be like, "Yo, you swing? You in the you in the lifestyle?" <laughs> I would. I think I, I will use AI to. Um, write the worst spec script of all time and it's you should, about we should we actually we should actually do that that'd be a very okay funny <laughs> if okay. we could write if you just like if you like just come up with like four or five prompts and have it spit out like an svu episode here's what here's here here it is and we're gonna need the ai of gilda ray for this but it's my spec script is svu episode where stabler and benson accidentally they're sent back in time because of uh i don't know munch accidentally creates the time machine and they have to figure <laughs> out if gilda ray is actually a murderous pedophile or not that's that's my uh <laughs> world's worst spec script that i would like to create with the help of ai and it would be prime benson and stabler it would be benson and stabler in 2004 when olivia just never saw an infinity scarf that she didn't love <laughs> And in the AI chat universe, they'll be forever young. Yeah. I mean, cool. they're forever. They're, they're, they're forever young now. They look great. They still look great. All right, let's uh, let's wrap it up there for today's episode. And a reminder about uh, tomorrow night, Brooklyn. Are you ready for Hell on Earth to be inaugurated? Yes, very excited. Yes, Although I we believe are. it's sold out. Is that it correct? is? It is sold a okay. sold out. Uh, well, I mean, I'm, like if. You'll still be experiencing hell on earth. I mean, we yes. are inaugurating the apocalypse here. Yes. We are creating hell on earth. It's something that everyone can share in, even if you did not buy tickets in time to see uh, Matt and Chris at Littlefield. Uh, we will be refounding Western Christendom at the event tomorrow night. We will build a new Jerusalem in Gowanus. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Till next time, guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.